get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Today is Michelle Smallman's birthday, so she is taking this day off. Dan McLaughlin in for Michelle, a product of Lindenwood University. Scott Manziara, our producer engineer, a product of Lindenwood University. I attended Lindenwood University. And right now we go to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line and the lead anchor for MLB Network. Our friend, Greg Amzinger, is from Lindenwood University. So this is kind of like a Lindenwood Mafia show, Greg. Uh, Randy, I don't know how you're driving your car. You're 15, 18 years old, and you're listening to this not going to Lindenwood University. I mean... We are we are making people believers right now in this institution. Yeah, we can turn out broadcasters, man. It's pretty impressive. Hey, I, I, I want to start with this. Hold on. That's one way to look at it. The other way to look at it is that we're not turning out scientists. <laughs> I took a biology class. I cheated in biology. I'll just be honest with you. That's why we're doing this. We we passed. Well, that's true, too. That's one way to look at it. Did you take a biology class, Greg? Or a yeah, science class? I, I think I took like three. I, I don't. One had to do with rocks. Um, <laughs> yeah, the rocks yeah, in our head. Was, I, 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 I was entertained. I was entertained. I was. Greg, it was the rocks in our head, my man. That's why we're in media, buddy. <laughs> yeah, we can't do math, but at least we can do stats. You right? got that right. Get around and do stats. Hey, before we talk ball, I want to talk about what you have going on tomorrow night at MLB Network. For the first time in MLB Network history, you and Dan Plesak and Harold Reynolds are going to call your MLB Network showcase game from Studio 42. And the Brewers are going to take on the Cubs. And at different points, you're going to be able to shift to different games, the two-box format with look-ins to every other game that's going on. It's going to be pretty awesome the way that baseball is going to be presented tomorrow night on MLB Network. I'm really excited about it, Randy. I've talked to you personally about this. This is something I've wanted to do for a long time. Uh, with a 60-game schedule, every game matters. I mean, think about it. When the season started, there were 60 games left and everyone was tied for first place. That's never happened in the history of the sport. So we're getting closer to the trade deadline. This is kind of crunch time. And I know it's hard to believe that Cardinals only played a handful of games, but we have to view it that way. And why not now try this when everyone is using a studio to call games because they have to, we've got the best replica baseball stadium studio in the world. And we can use so many different looks within that studio. Why not use a, a, the resources of the, seven-time Emmy Award-winning MLB Tonight. We just won the show two nights ago. We've got the incredible production team that we have. And, and instead of what normally happens, you know, Dan does this all the time on Fox Sports Midwest. You're calling a game in the booth, and you throw back to the studio for an update. And, and there's a lot of coordination that is involved in that. 
Uh, we're used to doing live look-ins on the whim of the other 14 games. Whatever, throw it up there. We'll figure it out. So while we're calling the game, and we are going to give the Brewers and the Cubs its due justice, we will. Um, we're going to give you updates on what's going on in Anaheim. We're going to let you see a key at bat with Bryce Harper at the plate uh, late stages of the ballgame for the Philadelphia Phillies. We're going to give you a live look-in. We're going to do a breakdown tape coming back from break. If Craig Kimbrell is coming in the game. Dan Plesak's going to welcome you back in a double box. He's going to give you a breakdown as to why Craig Kimbrell can't find it this year, leading up to the first pitch that he throws in maybe the seventh or the eighth inning. So it's a different way of, of presenting the sport, which I believe since 2009 when we launched the network has always been our goal. It's a faster pace approach to baseball. And will people complain about it? Absolutely. People complain about everything. But that's not going to let us stop our mission, which is trying to get this uh, moving in the right direction, using our studio team to call games, frankly, because everybody's doing it. Greg, good to hear your voice. Um, I'm curious, what, what um, as you've been watching the games, what has been your takeaway from seeing the style of baseball this year uh, across the board in Major League Baseball with the, the shortened spring camp and then uh, summer camp? What, what kind of baseball are we seeing in 2020? What do you think? I think it's competitive baseball. Uh, it, to me, I, I don't see a big drop-off. Uh, not as much uh, bullpenning as I thought I was going to see um, because spring training was so wonky. Um, unfortunately, because they have been aggressive with some of these starting pitchers, we've seen more injured pitchers this year at this stage of the season than I can remember, and the stats do bear that out. Uh, but it's competitive baseball. I think the added... Uh, I can hear what you're saying in your dugout is, is, is giving the competitive nature of these games a bigger boost than normal. Um, but I'm at the, as it stands right now, I don't see a huge drop off. I'm watching every single game I get my, a chance to watch and I'm enjoying it from the Toronto Blue Jays to the San Diego Padres to yes, the Houston Astros. Uh, maybe the Pittsburgh Pirates are the toughest watch right now, but everybody thinks they got a shot. Okay, a couple of those teams you mentioned. I want to touch on two things. Number one, you mentioned the Padres. Who's more real between the Padres and the Colorado Rockies? Uh, I, I think the San Diego Padres. At the end of the day, we are unfortunately going to see another mess when it comes to this pandemic. Uh, the Cardinals will not be the last team that falls, and we have a week of no baseball. It's going to happen, and when that happens – the 60-man roster is imperative. I love the Colorado Rockies lineup. I really do. They don't have the depth from their minor league system, their taxi squad that the San Diego Padres have. It is the best farm system in the National League, and they're about to unleash the hounds on everyone. You're going to see this kid, Mackenzie Gore, come up when the games matter, and this lefty is sensational. They've got young pitching already in the big leagues that are looking great. Uh, Paddock and Lamette are terrific young right-handers. They've got more depth than just about any National League team when it comes to their young players. I believe, I believe in the San Diego Padres. I said it from the get-go. They were my team to go to the World Series. <laughs> Fernando Tatis Jr. looks like the best player in the National League. Machado's starting to warm up. Hosmer's back in the lineup. I'm buying. I'm buying the San Diego Padres. All right. I like that one, but I, I want to also hear about Zach Greinke giving the Giants his it's pitches awesome. last night. <laughs> I thought that was insane. He did it two starts ago as well, and we couldn't believe it. 
but he's at a point now where I don't think he cares. I don't think he cares. I think I think he realizes the Houston Astros season isn't going to be what he expected it to be. Uh, Verlander out. All rookies in the bullpen except for Ryan Presley. The bullpen's a mess. I think they had an ERA over nine in their last like ten games. They can't get anybody out. Uh, I think he's just having fun in his own Zach Granky way. You have to understand, this is a guy that at one other stage of his career, I believe when he was with the Dodgers, he asked if he could be in the war room during the MLB draft because he had a lot of research on the top 100 guys. And he just liked for everybody to listen to what he had to say about the potential draft picks. How many guys that have $200 million contracts want to sit in a room and talk about 17-year-old high school baseball players? Zach Granke, he plays to a different beat, man. He does what he wants to do. But the fact that he's, he's putting two fingers down in front of a hitter, honestly, honestly, if you watch the hitters, they're uncomfortable by it, maybe enraged by it. It's a slap in the face. Or maybe they don't even believe what he's doing is real. But for the most part, if you watched his pitches, he was literally showing them what he was going to throw. That is confidence. I, and I appreciate that from Zach Cranky. What are the folks at MLB Network, your colleagues, saying about the Cardinals trying to come back and be competitive with all this time off, whether it be with a piggyback system for the pitchers and then for the hitters, trying to get any kind of timing back if they play this weekend? Well, they're going to be, I mean, they've been in communication with uh, the league office, and I do not think uh, the way they make up ground is going to be in a way that holds them back competitively from having a fair fair shake at this. Uh, Commissioner Manfred came out weeks ago and said, when the Marlins were going through this, we do not need all 30 teams to play 60 games. We will use winning percentage if we have to. So I don't think what you're, you know, if people expect the Cardinals to come back and play four double headers a week, that's not going to happen. Uh, they're going to try as as much as possible to make this a playable situation for the Cardinals. Now, for all of us watching these games every night, and as you guys I'm sure can tell as well, timing isn't exactly there yet, but it's getting close for some of these teams. Uh, and you're going to see a team like the Dodgers get really hot and roll off 11 straight wins. That stuff's coming. The Cardinals do not have that timing. They're not going to have that timing. It has stunted the growth of this season dramatically. It To me, it would be a miracle for this team to hit the ground running and play at a really competitive level in a really difficult division. I just don't think that they're going to be able to jump into this and, and, and roll off the kind of winning streaks they're going to need to to push away a very determined Cubs team. A Brewers team that's just getting their best player hot and testing here to me looks like a, a perennial all-star to go along with Christian Yelich. Um, the Cincinnati Reds still believe that this is their year. I just don't think they have – they're not going to have the timing to come jump into this and do what they were originally planning to do back during summer camp. So – Cardinals are against it. Crazier things have happened. The Cardinals have proven that before, but I wish them the best. This is going to be tough sledding for them. Hey, Greg, one last thing. American League MVP right now, a third of the way through the season, Judge or Trout? Ooh, I gotta go with, I've got to go with Aaron Judge. I, what Mike Trout has done since he's come back is great, but in a 60-game season, I just don't know. I just don't know if the analytical approach to determining who the most valuable player is is going to be used. You're not going to see 49 home runs on the board. You're not going to see a crazy war number. While his numbers might edge Aaron Judges, this is the year where I believe, with everything that's going on, 
the guy that led his team to the postseason will actually overpower the guy who's got all the voters going, oh, my, look at these stats. Oh, look at the paperwork on this. Look at his month, his OPS, and this month is ridiculous. He came back from paternity leave and he hit all these home runs. <laughs> if the Angels are not in the playoffs, if they're not in the mix, and Aaron Judge keeps playing the way he's playing, Judge will be the MVP of the American League. I agree with that. What are you hearing about a bubble for postseason play? It's coming. They're working on it right now. So I, I, I think what you're going to end up seeing is maybe four different locations. Um, and they're going to try to get all these, these games played in, in a format that works for the TV networks. But they have to do it in a way where travel is extremely limited uh, for everyone involved. And that way, these, the, 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 the cable television, which is giving them the biggest money here, that's why they're, they're, they're trying to get to the postseason, talking $700 million, they won't have to travel either. So the bubble works for everything. And they don't want the players around people who are traveling. So, hence a bubble system. They want to make sure these games get done. They want to make sure these players do not get sick. A nightmare situation is game three of the World Series, and Clayton Kershaw is supposed to start it, and he has symptoms the night before, and now everyone that he was around, that is a nightmare for them. So, they're going to have to do a bubble system. They're working on it now. Um, will it be announced in the next two weeks? I don't think so. They want to make sure they've got everything buttoned up, the infrastructure built around it. Um, but towards the end of the regular season, at the beginning of September, they'll make, more, I believe, an announcement of a bubble format system for the postseason. Because of that, because of the number of teams, Southern California with Angel Stadium and Dodger Stadium seems logical if they can uh, withstand the, the hot spot that is Southern California. Where else could you do it? Uh, I, I, at some point, New York, the Northeast, I mean, there's a chance there could be multiple locations in this area uh, hmm. just because of the ballparks that are available. You can play your marquee primetime games at City Field or Yankee Stadium, and there are, I mean, there are some beautiful minor league ballparks all over this yeah, area. Staten Island, right? Right across. Staten Island might be one of the most beautiful settings and backdrops of any ballpark I've seen. It blows away PNC. Now, again, we don't have fans, so who cares? As long as if, if you play the day games in minor league facilities and, and the, the playing surfaces are legit and the dimensions are fair for pro baseball, for major league baseball, then I think that's the way they're going to go. I don't think they need a bunch of major league ballparks. I mean, Citizens Bank is only an hour, 30, 40 minutes away from this. Uh, the Northeast, if based on what you just said, hot spots, right now the Northeast is not one of those spots. And who knows when it gets colder, maybe mid-September things change on the map of hotspots, but as it stands now, I know the Northeast is one of their targets of looking at different locations that could actually work for a bubble system. Would Chicago be one of those as well? Could be. Um, I think what, I, what I'm hearing is a East Coast, West Coast thing. Yeah. And, uh, and staying away from um, too many different locations they're going to try to cluster a lot of these teams in two locations. I think that's what's going to be. I don't know if Chicago would be in play. They're kicking everything around right now. It's funny because the locations that they originally were, because a bubble system was in play when they were, when they were kicking the tires of this season. And they thought it was going to be a 120 game season. Remember that yep. the three locations that they were all about were Arizona, uh, Texas, Florida. And now those three are the places, you know, not going to go. So, 
This could all change by the time September comes rolling around. Greg, you're the best. We'll be tuned in tomorrow night, 7 o'clock St. Louis time, Brewers and Cubs, and an historic night for broadcasting Major League Baseball. Should be great, and uh, we'll be tuned in. All right, guys, that was fun. Go Lions. <laughs> you bet. Have a good weekend. <laughs> See ya. See you later. Greg Amzinger, Lindenwood University. It's it's the Lindenwood Mafia here on 101 ESPN. There you go. We need Rammer and Earl and Scotty Rammer, Warman. Rammer, Earl, Scotty Warman. Who else? There's some others, too. Yeah, there are. Carriker, me, Scott. Yeah. Um, there's others. Yeah, our buddy Ferrario. Ferrario. Yeah. yeah. So we're all over it. Hey, coming up, we're going to have a quick take it or leave it. Get your text into the Air Comfort Service text line 65780. Dan and I and Scotty with Tioli on 101 ESPN.